Hi, welcome to Deadly Discussions. I'm your host, Isaac Harrison, and today I'm joined by Kaylee Nicholson, who is the co-founder of a camping brand, um, which I think is like the Blackfella version of Patagonia, but it's called uh, Yilum. Um, and it, I think, was it Yilum on country or was it just Yilum? So I'm hoping you cleared up yeah. for me. It's just, just Yilum. Yilum. So yeah, yeah. Because I thought both rolled. Instagram handle and yep. so many people think that's the brand name but I couldn't I just couldn't get Yillum. <laughs> yeah yeah it's such, such, such a strange because when it's a Yillum, Yillum on country maybe because and you'll explain more about the brand story like it just flows as like that word is for camping it's like an activity but it's also the brand um and yeah I've seen your stuff and I'm quietly so happy to get you on because I do have the the camping cup um oh, wow. which is the classic one that you have which is the white with the rim the old metal school and that one to me um i was trying to get for ages and i stole one from kinaway so kinaway people i'm sorry i'll give it back but it's i've been using it quite a lot but my grandfather who was kanaka um so south sea islander and cubby cubby um he used to have that all the time so when i would go there i can remember that teacup and i can remember um scotch fingers i can remember mm. shaggy carpets and i can remember a wooden tv with dials and usually just have the cricket especially in summer which I don't know how black fellas drink hot tea in summer, but that seems to be the way to go. But I can remember that. And something that when you have that cup on your store and I just see it around, I'm like, I need one of those because that just brings back that nostalgia. So, yeah, tell us a bit about um, yourself, where you're mob from, um, and then we'll go into your, your business journey. Yes. Um, uh, well, first of all, the, the mugs definitely have that retro feel and we've all yeah. got that. <laughs> that nostalgia around it definitely I remember my old nan had one and you know it was all tea stained and everything like that so yeah, yeah it was like oh we have to get the, the, the more stains the better you get the, the flavor the range. yes <laughs> um but so yeah as you said um I'm I'm a proud Koori woman um I've been born and raised in Victoria I spent a little bit of time living in SA for a little bit in the Adelaide Hills which I absolutely loved um but other yep. than that I've been pretty much big mob through and through I've got family lines <clears throat> from the biggest mob of mobs, um, Bunurong, Tunurong, Varapa, Muddy Muddy, Yorta Yorta, <laughs> Wamba Wamba, yep. <laughs> right up to uh, Wiradjuri. And yep. so, um, yeah, I've got family lines throughout Victoria and up into New South Wales. And, and I grew up actually on the border. So I was born in Kerrang on Barapa, Barapa country, lucky enough to be born on country. Yep. Uh, and, you know, that's a beautiful place, lots of uh, wetlands and lakes everywhere. And we spent so much time, um, you know, live with family, with our elders, yep. out, going out bush, camping at Easter and Christmas and, um, you know, just spending days around the lake. And, and I really had such a good childhood in, in Kerrang and loved that part of life. Uh, yep. And then we lived in um, Swan Hill for a long time after that. So yep. I bought Mamble Amber Country and... Um, Again, you know, there's not actually a real lot to do up there in the bush. So, yeah. uh, you know, what better to do than get out bush? So we, you know, we yep. do hunting and um, lots of fishing. And that's like um, all freshwater, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we're yep. up on so the Murray. Yeah, okay. So for me, I, so being uh, Murray and saltwater on both tribes is I couldn't understand how anyone could live so far from the sea. And there's a different way of life with uh, your freshwater mob around the rivers. Yes. That it, yes. It, it's, I didn't know, like, Aubrey Wodonga, I think we came through and we wanted to go visit that little park again, me and the family. Mm. And it's like, no, you can't go there because it's, like, underwater. 
I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> and it was like really underwater. Like there was there's road sign. It was so casual. It was like, oh no, the, the whole thing's underwater. The restaurant's underwater. And I didn't understand that that it potentially came like inland sea. So would you, can mm. you elaborate a little bit the importance of you know song lines around those waterways and and the mountains? Obviously, the, the water coming off the mountains as well. How important yeah. that is. Yeah, so I'm really lucky actually to be, be a Tunurung person and have a lot to do with Tunurung mob and community and that's uh, the central highlands of Victoria. So, you know, right up in the mountains there, Mount Buller, Mount Buffalo, yep. Mount Botham. Um, and, and so there's so many beautiful rivers up there and they all come, you know, that pristine um, mountain water. And it is connected to so many important um, dreaming stories and these places are so important to the overall health and well-being of, of um, country as a whole. Um, yep. <clears throat> but we saw recently these massive, massive floods in, in Victoria, especially uh, and up into New South Wales again uh, yeah. last year when there was just so much rain and nowhere for that water to go. And, and so the Murray and the Goulburn and um, all, all of those rivers just overflowed and, and um, yeah, inundated everything and everyone in the area. Uh, yep. But, we, you know, we like to have a laugh and say, oh, well, that's why Tunra and Mob were clever because we, we were up the up on the top of the mountain, see? So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, you know, you could be guarded against sort of things like that. Uh, that yeah, that's season, one thing definitely. I didn't realise is like the speed of the fresh water. Like mm. obviously with salt water, you've just got the waves and you've sort of got the, the tidal coming in and out. But then to look at the Murray, like it was like the speed of it. I was like, I don't yes. want to be stepping in that. You'd be like, whoop, down all the way exactly. out to the sea. Yeah, and look, I got no idea how to swim in the sea. You know, I, I yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that when I see fellas talking about, oh yeah, there's a rip there and this and that, and I'm like, how? But I know <laughs> how to read the river, so I can look at it, and, you know, and I know where's a good place to get in, or you know, where yep. the snag is, or which way the current's going, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it is a different lifestyle. And personally, I got to say, the lake is the best because it's the safest. But yep. you don't have to deal with all that sand. You know, there's usually a nice shady tree to sit under. <laughs> the sand, there. yeah. That is a bit annoying. You get into your tent and there's no matter what you can do, the sand is coming with you. And you yes. just sort of like have to give up and go, oh, well, I'm just going to bet for it. And I always laugh. I see white fellas or migaloos, like we used to call them, like um, they they work 48 you know, weeks a year and like I can't wait to have holidays so I can go be a black fella, essentially, <laughs> you know, go camping, like living out yeah. in the bush. Good and I was like, there's always there's something in there, you know, the balance of like we have left a lot of that being in nature, barefoot, just camping on what we got, being thankful for even just a shower, even it doesn't matter if it's cold or hot. Um, our, our gas went out the other day, so, so we got to relive that moment. Well, I did. The family didn't go for a cold shower, but I was like, <laughs> I'd be like Wim Hof, you know, <laughs> breathing like that. And my wife was laughing. She said, I knew you had a cold shower. I could hear you breathing from the other room. So I was like, you got to get in the zone so you can do it. Yeah, it's freezing. Like, this Victorian Tasmanian water, it's like at least back mm. in Queensland, the water's a little bit more milder, you know. Yeah, that's it. Down south, it's, it gets it's a bit freezing. chilly this way. Yeah. Eh? You'll be tough down here, peninsula breeze. I'm like, oh, gosh, these these couries, man, they're tough. I need some possum skin. But then I, people wouldn't let mm. me. Yeah, if I walked around possum skin around Fitzroy or something, I'd probably get in trouble. But I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm a black fella. It's all right. It's all right. No, it's I was okay. going to say, all well, the hipsters are probably like, oh, come oh, on. Yeah. One yeah, that's it. yeah. Yeah. They'll assume it's fake and it close. Hang on a second. And I'm like, no, it's all right. I'm a black fella. Oh, oh okay. That's all right. You can pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So tell me. So growing up in the Highlands, and so there's a moment in time where you got to move like closer to, to Melbourne or to a, like a CBD, um, yeah. sort of went into education. What happened there? 
Yeah, so I, I um, left Swan Hill about 19 years ago um, and I just sort of by coincidence found myself in Geelong. I, I wasn't necessarily planning to come here, but, but yep. I ended up here. Um, and I've been in Geelong for 14, uh, sorry, 19 years, so on Wadawurrung country, and it's been a beautiful place to raise my yep. two girls. And um, after I was here for a little bit, my mum and my brothers and sisters came, so I'm the oldest of uh, seven. Yeah, wow. <clears throat> And so, you know, we've really been fortunate to make this place a home and, and Wadawurrung community has just been, um, you know, so deadly to be a part of. But there's definitely a lot more opportunities uh, in in Geelong than there is, uh, you know, up in the country. Yeah. And, you know, then it, by extension, you know, there's even more in the city uh, in, in Melbourne. So um, it's definitely been uh, an eye-opener, I guess, as being a growing up as a country kid and and, and experiencing my, all my teenage years in the country and then coming to the city as a young adult and just seeing how much bigger the world is, I think, down down here. For yeah, people. yeah, certainly. How much more yep. there is to tap into. Um, so, yeah, I've been, when I came to Geelong, I went back and finished my VCE and then I ended up at uni and I did my um, undergraduate in politics and policy and sociology yep. at Deakin. Um, I guess I've really always... Um, you know, had a had a desire to understand the way the world works and and why you know we have these experiences as Aboriginal people or as women or yep. you know queer people or whatever you know why why is the world the way it is and that's really why I loved um, sociology in particular. But then you know thinking about well what can I actually do about it and that's where yep. politics and policy came into it. So I spent a fair while working in. Um, policy development uh, and legislation reform uh, before yep. so before sort of discovering business and and transition yep. into that area of life yeah deadly so my mum's queensland health pretty much most of my life growing up then she went into dv like a non-for-profit after and i said to myself i'd never go into public service so <laughs> um but i understood like the long hours that She'd put it and she'd run the community programs out in the missions and then they'd turn them into like sporting events and festivals and then follow them up and get all that data as well on, um, you know, people avoiding, you know, alcoholism, drugs or teenage pregnancies and, and that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of like, I think, unnoticed work effort that public service sort of put in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I learned to understand that perspective. So when I did go and visit my first business, which was, around electrical, you know, contracting, EPC, solar, um, working with these guys who are setting policy for big infrastructure to follow, mm. but they don't really get the memo. And then you're like, try to enforce it, but it's not really a law. Yeah. It's like framework. And then understanding difference between all these frameworks and policies and, and sort of guides. And then there's like actual law. And so it gave me a great understanding. And I think you're right about, yeah, coming from country Queensland to Brizzy, it's probably a bit more siloed, less back then less cultural influence um, mm. but when you get to Melbourne, it's not just the cultural influence it's also like celebrated and promoted like every different diverse factor is actually mm. uh, championed and a feeling of welcomeness no matter who you are i think that was the biggest change and i always encourage my brothers um who they like come down for like comic con and stuff but i'm like yeah come down and just six months you know you come work mm. a job and just see like you'd be very surprised because sometimes we think like other traditional owner groups are oh, because I'm a different mob, you know, probably won't work out. But I found Melbourne was so like, yeah, encouraging and being like, nah, and championing you to go on to do great things. Um, so Swan Hill, how does it work? Did you get assigned the Geelong Cats when you moved to Geelong? 
because I got to sign the Western Bulldogs on a move to Queensland. Someone just put a hat on me and said, you're a Western Bulldog supporter. I was like, fair enough. No, I'm a burn coat. I, I did. I switched to Geelong Cats when I moved to, yeah. <laughs> I moved to Geelong. I, I used to be Bombers uh, when I yeah. was a little country kid. Um, but I, th- I figured, you know, if we're lucky enough to have a hometown, home yep. team, we may as well go for them. So I've been a blue and white, you know, Cats fan. Well, I won't say it too late because Jakey Long is just down there and if he tells <laughs> his old man that some of the mob are bailing on the uh, the Bombers, uh, mm. he'll be very disappointed. I do so. feel for the Bombers and they'll always have a place <laughs> in my heart. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one other thing, yeah, Adelaide. You, you sound like a proper migrant. Yeah, I came here, then I changed my team. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, Geelong. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. So my wife, my wife, uh, she spent most of childhood in Geelong, and they moved to the east. So we often go back uh, there too. And it does remind me of uh, where I grew up in Queensland, uh, Maribara, which is like mm. a lot of the older buildings and the river there. And um, it's very like, yeah, it used to be a big industry town, and then now it's sort of not. And so yeah. it reminds me, except for it's super cold. So yes, well, it's cold. So, um, yeah. Very cold and. So how did the business, how did you start the business? How do you, so there's a lot of listeners that hear me and there's a lot of people in corporate as well, white collar, who, who are in their jobs, they've been doing it for a while, they're feeling a bit fatigued, a bit exhausted and they want to start something and obviously there's the social risk of like, oh, I failed, this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, and there's also the financial risk and the energy spent. Um, so how did yours come about and, you know, where are you at so far? Look, hard relate to everything you just said. Um, <laughs> starting a business, you know, we spend so long um, on, on the journey that we're on and crafting ourselves and our image and, and all of that sort of stuff and, and people have ideas about who you are and, and you know, you have those ideas about yourself. So <clears throat> I'd never really thought too much about starting a business um, but one sort of in between lockdowns, you know, us yep. mob got locked down hard. Um, between lockdowns, uh, mum and I took off out bush. We went camping for a bit. And mum's my, like, number one camping partner. So, you know, she's got <laughs> everything. I just get to be a slack little camper. Is she a good card, good bridge player? Uh, yeah, well, no, I've actually, never actually played bridge with her. Um, <laughs> I'll have to check. I bet you she knows it. She just doesn't Yeah, she really would, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, she's got the whole kit and everything and I just rock up with a bag of clothes and go, whoosh, and, and it's deadly. Yep. Anyway. Um, we were talking away about, um, you know, getting uh, camp gear and this and that and, you know, just sort of was I didn't really think about it until it came out of my mouth and I just said, yeah. oh, you know, why don't we buy some gear and see how we go selling it? And my yeah. mum is like this amazing ideas woman and she's got the most positive, optimistic outlook of any person that I know and, yeah. you know, hopefully that's something that all of us kids got, hopefully. Um, but she just goes, if you want to start a business, I'll, I'll do it with you. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and then we went from that camp spot and we went even further out bush and, like, believe it or not, there are some places in Victoria where there's no reception. It's a really dense bush. Oh, wow. Send, we me, send me those postcodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were out and I was thinking, all right, we can get lost out here. But anyway, yeah. it was, you know, having that time off from technology and all that and being out bush properly and I, my brain just sort of kept ticking over and over and over. Yeah, And then, um, you know, we got back home and I said to mum, you know, were you serious about that, uh, you know, that if we wanted to start a business that, that you'd be in? And she goes, oh, yeah. And then she was sort of just like, <laughs> I was like, all right, crack in. And then I yeah. think it's, you know, a, <clears throat> a big part of it definitely is if is you have to have the right idea. You know, you have to have something that you know yeah. instantly is like, shit, this could really be deadly. And yeah. 
the exciting thing I think about being in business is once you're in there, you just see opportunities for business everywhere. Yeah, um, it unlocks something. Really, yeah, it like transforms your way of thinking. Um, and then, you know, we spent the next 12 months just establishing a brand and refining our yep. ideas. So how did... old's mum at this stage? Oh, shit. Um, mum, now mum's not shame about her age at all. I think mum's 57. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, I hope so. Been... Was that? Pardon? What was the age? Sorry. Oh, she, she's 57 now. So she's 57. Been... Yeah. Yeah. She, so she was mid 45, 54, sorry. 55 i can't remember exactly We've been yeah. out that's awesome i think that's i think that's so encouraging because it's just like 50s like yeah why not because there is assumption like oh you gotta be young and yes, deadly no, and look a certain all. way and it's like nah if you got a good idea and you believe it. in it people that's feel that energy and go for it you know yeah and to be honest you know doing this with my mum has been one of the best things i've ever got to do so, uh, so you good. know my mum had seven kids and didn't um oh, wow. you know, had long periods out of the workforce and things like that and yeah. um through business, you know, I've just seen my mum's confidence actually skyrocket and we each work to our strengths. Um, you know, thankfully yep. we sort of have the same decision-making framework. Um, you know, we'll discuss something, we'll make a decision and move on. But we, ha- we have different styles and different roles within the business. So mum is yeah, a very okay. creative person. You know, she just peppers me with ideas and I've got to yep. go away and figure which ones are going to work and how we might go about doing it. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, it's been awesome actually to 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 see my mum like just shine in this whole new way that you know that we didn't know we could do, and also to learn something yep. about myself. Um, but I loved what you said before about you know people and the way other people think about you. So one of the early days, the challenges that we had was yeah, well, we had to reintroduce ourselves to all the people that we knew as business yeah, people yeah. and yeah. as. <laughs> Like it was such a strange thing to do, and and yeah, you know, at times we really had to grapple with well, what is that? How do you do yep. that? Um, yep. It's such a weird thing, I think, especially is. for a mob which is like low key success. Yeah, what success looks like because it was just confined to arts and sport, but yes. it's like it's also weird because you got to have the mentality of like I'm going to win and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to set these parameters for success, and just setting those is a weird energy or vibe it sends out to people because you're like, oh, you're a big noter. But it's like, yes. no, I'm not going to be like gambling like, oh, I hope this works and I hope my life turns out okay. <laughs> That's it. And so it's like such a mental shift and I think our mob really struggled because, yeah, you go into these same familiar places and you're no longer little Kaylee or auntie blah, blah, blah. You're like, you're such and such business owner. And then the next step is then people are like, ah, they're rich. They're loaded. They've got all this I know. Stuff. Yes, like, everyone no. thinks like, they're rich. I'm loaded with so problems it. and debt, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and customer oh. inquiries and complaints. Yeah, that's me, you know. Yes. Yeah, I like the literally small business. We do everything ourselves everything, and yeah. that is a crack up because we have mob, you know, ring, saying, oh, you fellas must be raking it in. You're doing so yeah. good. And <laughs> we're going all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're growing flight. our brand and our business. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say we're loaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I get a loan? Um, That's right at the end, yeah. But, yeah, you know, we've actually had to have that conversation about, you know, how, how we present ourselves and, yeah, you know, I love what you talked about there when you said um, – you know, just touching on ch- changing the way that we talk about ourselves because, yeah. you know, mum is very 
she she didn't want to be saying, oh, you know, we can do this, we can do that, and selling ourselves and and you know big big notice or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, mum, you got to put yourself in you know our customers' shoes. Do they want to go out on country with someone that says, oh, well, you know, I think we can do this and yeah, do that. Yeah, we can make it across there. <laughs> yeah, I said, well, do you want to be out on country with people that say that confident they can keep you safe that yeah. are going to show you how to do yeah, everything and have a heavy time. So then she was sort of like, oh yeah, I get that. So. Um, yep. Yeah, I guess sometimes it is about the way you think about things, um, yep. but certainly it really can be at odds with, you know, the way that we are socialised as Aboriginal people to think about ourselves and talk about ourselves and, and yep. yeah, it's, it's a whole new emotion. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's definitely one. I think I learned to document, not uh, try to create, like, the content and the, and the stuff out there is, like, just document, I think, because our mob naturally uh like i have dale vicarly with his with jarrah boy beer and dale mm. says he hates public speaking and he doesn't know what to talk about he just goes blank but if you're just one-on-one or he's in a group and you just ask him a question about bush foods or ask him something about beer he'll just boom half an hour later he'll be still talking yes so it's like how do you document that conversation um or you document that you know when you're on country and mm. then put that up so people can see it from that angle and that perspective that's the biggest challenge i think yes. and how to communicate that. that you are and feel confident that you know you're an expert at yeah that's it you know at whatever it is that you've decided to go into so yeah it is it is a new way of thinking yeah it definitely, it really is. A, the fear of uh success which i've learned so fear of success mm. and then what that means for a mob going forward when there's a lot of successful younger mob between I think it was 40 and 18 is the biggest populace of Indigenous people um, mm-hmm. out like our age um, demographic. So when those younger mob come through and sit in senior positions in the future, you know, will people see Aboriginal people as, oh, they're either athletes or artists or business owners, you know, in the Indian federal supply chain or government supply chain. So no, that's mm-hmm. what I'm excited about. So how did you get, so this is a big question, how do you get your first product? What was your first product? Oh, far out. So we originally started off with our our line of camping gear. So we knew that we wanted to have some camping gear. Um, yep. Definitely straight up. And we what we really also knew is that we didn't want to have, um, you know, crappy sort of cheap flimsy stuff. Yeah, but we yep. also wanted to be able to know that we weren't buying our products from, um, you know, companies or factories yeah, that were yeah. after their people. So, um like a whole lot of Google and a whole lot of research. Oh, that would have been hard. How, how is that like searching from here, trying to look either abroad or locally? Like, it's because you can see online, you can't yeah. see what you can, you know, you can only see what they're putting up, you know, they're not going to put yeah. at the back of, you know, child labor or something like that. Exactly. And that's what we were really worried about. After a bit of research, we ended up finding a couple of companies that that's their area of expertise. So they yep. can be the um, your sourcing partner. And if they're, uh, you know, a good, um, op- big enough operator, they'll have offices overseas and they'll yeah, be able okay. to get manufacturers for you. So you're kind of um, outsourcing that risk, I guess, um, and, yep. and, you know, putting in safeguards because you from the get-go you sort of tell them what your priorities are, what you're looking for, yeah. and, and they will go away with that list and, and they'll find you someone that's suitable. So, yeah. of course, we didn't come up with that straight away. That was after a whole bunch of, like, <laughs> yeah. our own. A couple of orders on Alibaba and a couple yes. of, you know. <laughs> yeah. But once we got that, then the process really got a lot smoother. Um, yeah. Then the next challenge was, well, shit, how do we finance yep. this, you know, because. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah. Because it meant to be more, minimum orders, wouldn't there? Exactly. Some of the stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, black folks typically don't have generational wealth to draw on. That's um, right, yeah. You know, I've got a mortgage, yeah, but I can't. Yep. Um, <laughs> I've got no expendable cash, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So um, then we worked, we kind of started to put it out there to our networks and we got yep. a referral to First Australians Capital. Uh, yeah, and nice. Once we started working with them, then it, then it really we got traction definitely, um, and yep. we had to sort of jump through a lot of hoops to, you know, proof our our uh, business idea and yep. put some real thinking behind everything. But once yep. we did that, um, you know, they were happy to give us a loan, and that meant that we could order our first inventory. Um, yeah, and not only did awesome. we get a loan, it was a very um, supportive environment. So we have a. Um, you know, a support person that worked with us to, yep. to get it all done. And it was just such a deadly experience. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they actually understand the things that are important to Aboriginal business owners. You know, yep. yes, people want to make money. Nobody wants to operate a business at a loss. But, you know, we as people want to make sure that the products and services that we're offering are good for our communities, are good for country. Yeah, uh, certainly. You know, we can bring our family along on the journey yep. and that sort of Not thing. Not so, for a dollar. Exactly. A dollar. Well, a lot a dollar big dollars would work out the native. Land Council, yes. man, I'm just joking. <laughs> Take it easy. Get our styrofoam cups, sit back, relax. So, um, no, I love that because I've, I've heard that First Nations Capital and like Oka Ventures and different groups now are sort of changing their models to be like uh, sales base repayments, mm-hmm. um, like loans, and then maybe looking at holding equity to get you the next hurdle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really matured that space. I know like 2015, 2016, all those years ago when this space exploded, Indigenous procurement, Indigenous economy, yeah, like you said, no one had money to mm. capitalise on this, literally the word capitalism, like capitalise on yes. their opportunity. So because we didn't, we got nothing handed down to us through all that loss of land and disbursement being spread and sent across different railroads and cutting cane and chopping wood and, you know, digging for, you know, diving for sea pearls and all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's a cool thing. And I think that's very exciting because, yeah, people who are serious and are like putting it all on the line, um, people like First Nations Capital are sort of coming in and then giving you a support person who can call yeah. you and not be like an angry bank that's like ready to take your business, which would be awkward yes. if the banks took all these Aboriginal businesses because they're like, <laughs> oh, are you an Aboriginal business? No, the bank owns us. Um, yeah, no, it's exciting. Well. And so what your first product comes through, were you were you like what was it when you saw it sitting there in those boxes at your house? You're yeah, like, was, what have yeah, I done? It was surreal. <laughs> so the delivery comes and they yep. just plop it all in my lounge room. So I didn't realize, like, shit, I should have told them to put this in the garage. Live <laughs> 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 a million boxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our products are pretty big, so you know we've got a rooftop tent for the car. Yeah. Um, and and then it meant, oh my god, we got to actually move these things somewhere a bit better than the than the lounge room. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, that was fun, um, but but then you know the thing actually that um, we wanted to be really mindful of is is that once you get something done, there's always something else you've got to get done. Yeah. So in the early days, Mum and I made a big list of things so you know we want to celebrate um, yep. at, at, when we hit them. So you know, hitting a thousand followers or our first sale or our refining our product list so when it came we actually we had a bit of time we thought no we're going to celebrate so we went out for dinner and um you know really tried to be conscious of that because then you do move on to the next challenge um and the next challenge then is product photography um you know getting your promotional materials together making all your website listings um 
then well, how do you even promote this stuff? So it's not yeah. enough to sell some products that you've got to sell yep. them to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut through the noise. And that's uh, that's a really good point because I think people don't understand with owning a small business is like, yeah, once you do something, there's more to do. For every one, there's three more and you just okay. keep doing it because you genuinely love it. And I think that's important for our mob who get into business. If you genuinely love it, whether that's a food truck, whether that's, you know, selling stationery. <laughs> if you genuinely love it, you'll just find some energy somewhere to like get through it, which is so that's different it. from working the nine to five, which is like saps your energy <laughs> and it you're does. like, I have to go recharge now. But with business, it's strange. You can get this momentum and all, almost this rhythm. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever worked so hard in my life, honestly. Yeah. I feel, I, yeah, I feel like for the last couple of years I've just worked pretty much every day of the week for, <laughs> for a couple of years now. Yeah. And, it, like, at times it is exhausting, but when when it's your business, when you've got the skin in the game, you know, when you back yourself, you just have to keep backing yourself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there the buck stops with you and and yeah. so you do still find that energy and and you know not not everything is easy and exciting and fun but most of it is and yeah when yeah see, when you see that deadly payoff or when you you know you get that goal that you set for yourself or whatever yeah. it, it feels so deadly and oh it's so that, good yeah, Such a high. Just yeah. Even say, like, <laughs> how empowering it's actually been to be a business yeah. owner and it's such a sustainable um, high, you know. It's not like a cheap thrill or something, you know. Mm. You sort of like stays with you for a while. And my wife really sort of got us to slow down and celebrate when we hit those milestones and then sort of take inventory of, oh, we're, we're doing pretty well, you know, because it is hard. You're sort of on your own little lane. Then you can mm. look over and someone's got all these things, you know. I think just today I saw, because um, I get like, the indigenous recruitment stuff always in my inbox, even though I, I couldn't work with someone. But one of the one of the roles was like half a million dollars a year with the government or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, what am I doing? I should quit, you know, and go <laughs> work for Dan Andrews. But it was like, um, you just sometimes you can get like that because you're like, oh, but then you know, like, no, I, I'm not built for that, you know. And there's yeah. a lot of mob that are and can do a great job, but I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, it would send me backwards, even though it was financially more and i think that's the touch point for a lot of our mob is you know starting off slow you just get by with what you need and the rest just sort of yeah takes care and, and it's a camaraderie as well like yeah. how about the the nights or the events we have with other mob who are on the same sort of storyline and you're like you just you just like you know them they're like your cousin yes that actually was one of the things that really surprised me i i mean you know i've never had a business before i've been a a career freaking you know policy worker sort of thing yeah when we got into the business community and just found you know that that it actually is really a community there is so much support um, yeah and you know now we're a few years into it as well and we're able to do that for other people that are starting up and i get people yeah, yeah. Saying, hey, i'm thinking about doing this or how yeah. should i go about that like i love that it is so deadly and get on to Kinaway, get on to um, yeah, yeah. Family, you know, get, talk to First Australians Capital. Like I'm just yep. getting referrals out left, right and centre. And we got that in the beginning and it's such a, like, it's such a beautiful space to be in because, um, you know, there there isn't really that competition, I guess. It's, it's yep. once you're in business, you know, everybody actually can succeed. Um, and you realise actually that, um, you know, there's so much opportunity out there. So it is yep. just this really freeing um, space to be in and such a positive and energising um, space. So, yeah, I, 
a lot of the business communities, especially that that mob business community. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it's such a unique group. You know, it's such a unique, <laughs> um. So we'll we'll go into what you think the future for Yilam is. But before we go, so it's just www.yilam.com.au or what's the yep. website? Yep. So Y I L A M. Yeah, yep, beautiful. So the future for your business and I think just the future for the whole, we're going to start the Victorian Indigenous business sector. What do you think is going to you know, happen in the next 10 years? Look, I think um, so for Yellum, my... I'm putting it out there, and this is what you get when you, yeah. you know, when you when That's you put the things out there, you find out they actually happen. Yilam is going to be a thriving multi-million-dollar family business. You know, yeah, we awesome. are here to change the game. We want to embed Aboriginal philosophies and knowledge systems yep. not only into the camping industry, you know, and change the face of the camping industry because who knows more about camping than blackfellas? That's it. Um, yeah, but you know uh, the this country and the world actually can benefit from Aboriginal knowledge systems and philosophies. Yeah, and definitely. if we're going to, um, you know, fight climate change and, and do things better, uh, there is no better platform to build from than Aboriginal knowledge systems, you know, interconnectedness, yep. sustainability, um, love, care, all of those things I think are really, really important. And yep. in line with that, so that's just yelling. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, Blackfellas are going to realise what a good thing business is and, and slowly but surely we'll see, um, you know, whole industries cropping up around Aboriginal uh, business now and, and we'll just see a transformation. I think I really believe uh, business has the power to really yep. transform people's ways of thinking and their life and, um, yeah, I just find it to be such a positive, empowering place to be and who doesn't want to be part of that? I know, hundred percent. I I agree, and I sometimes I feel like I'm one of the old dogs now, like because there's the next generation. I saw one guy selling Aboriginal style dog wear on TikTok, and I was like, I, oh, I love old. that. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm an old man now. I can't do that, you know. So it's like so funny. You see all these different mob coming into the the picture. Uh, I think one lady, uh, well, she's like a engineer or something, something high up in STEM, and she's doing bottled water. So she like works for Google, but then she sells the mineral water. I was like, oh wow, I am old and dumb. You know, you're like you're just like it's just so exciting to allow that next generation wave of mob come in and just like yeah. absolutely kill it. It is. It's, it is really cool to see. It is, and I have no so doubt cool. Yilam um, will go far. Just the the aesthetics of it, the what it captures on the feeling of country. Um, you know, I think Australia, we've missed something like that. We haven't been able to export that cultural feeling and sensation of our beautiful country. It's been very like westernized and, um, mm. you know, in the lens of Europeans coming for Ellie Beach and, you know, that sort of thing. And I think it's going to shift and people will want to come and you hear it from tourists all the time. They're like, where are the, you know, indigenous people? Where are the, well, then they'd say natives or in their language, <laughs> where are the Aboriginals? Where oh, are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, whatever, who cares? Here's your Yilam gift certificate, off you go. And, uh, <laughs> hey, come out, bush, we'll you around. <laughs> <laughs> Busha, you'll make it back alive, I promise, promise. There's only wombats up there, there's no... Yeah, no crocs or anything. Well, so. You have got to worry about these Americans, and they're all terrified of the Australian bush. But I don't. I like you, fellas. We don't have bears or wolves. Yeah, or... just drop bears and just. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah just, we'll just have to make some other bears. ones up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you so much for jumping on today. Um, and I'll leave all the links for you, um, for your business. And yeah, we look forward to catching up in the future. Kelly, thanks for having us on. No worries at all. <laughs>